Hey, what's going on, champs? I'm Aaron Deliosa. Welcome to an Immigrant's Life podcast. My podcast about immigrants, immigration, and everything in between. Third week of the new year, guys. How you guys been staying with your New Year's resolution? Staying with your goals? I hope you do. I hope you are being resilient. I know it's difficult, but you gotta keep on going, you know what I mean? So before I forget, I just want to remind you that you could follow me on Facebook, on Instagram, an Immigrants Life podcast. For uh, Facebook, there's a page that pretty much the same name as mine. It's but try to look for mine, the an Immigrants Life podcast. You know the logo, the blue thing with the thumbprint. And for the IG, it's an Immigrants Life. So that's pretty easy. And you know what to do. Like, share, review, and subscribe. So if you follow me on social media, you'll know that this week will be a double episode. Uh, I've decided that every month there will be a week that I will be releasing two episodes as a gift to you guys. Because I know you guys love the stories of my guests. So I hope you enjoy that. And for this week, it will be Haitian week. So for the first episode of this week... We're going to have a young lady that is such an inspirational person. I really had fun having a conversation with her. It's more of conversation than an interview this episode. So I hope you enjoy it. And let's get into the show. Sa dalawa, tatlo. Today my guest is an excellent artist and a dope dancer. She is as talented as Lauren Hill and as cool as Wyclef Jean. Everyone, please welcome Florian Laroche. Hello, thank you for having me. Oh, uh, thank you for the second time. <laughs> oh, please. Yeah, um, we started talking and I forgot to press record because I got into this. Like, yeah. I'm so excited to talk to you. You're one of the, like I said, you're one of the coolest person I know. Thank you. <laughs> so, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, I'll introduce myself again. <laughs> Part two. Okay, so, hi, my name is Lorian Lachesh. I go by Fizigyal. Fizigyal is my um, artist name. So, I do uh, visual art and I dance. Uh, I am 22 years old. Uh, I'm from, uh, I'm originally from Haiti, born in Canada, and uh, was it? I think that's all. <laughs> that's perfect. That's how exactly you said it. That's excellent. All right. So you told me that you're the greatest procrastinator I'll ever mm-hmm. come across. Yet you create these beautiful drawings. You create these beautiful dance videos. And you still say you're lazy. How How is that possible? Yeah. Okay. So exactly. Like, I am a really good procrastinator. I lose uh, motivation really fast. I don't know why, but yeah. Uh, so for example, for the whole um, year, 2020, I didn't do any visual art like or any projects really towards uh, the visual art because I didn't find any inspiration. So I just let it on the side. And everything that I started, I didn't <laughs> finish them yet. <laughs> so... <laughs> Like, I started, like, five different art pieces, but I didn't finish them. Mm. So, yeah. And it's been a, a year that they're, like, in my room. Staring waiting for at me you. To f- yeah, exactly. But it's also because, like, my attention goes to 
different stuff at the same time. So that's why I never like finish my projects. That's okay. Yeah. That's fine. I, I mean, mean Leonardo, it happens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Leonardo da Vinci, one of the greatest artists of all time, mm-hmm. he never finished the Mona Lisa. Oh, true. That's so true. I forgot about that. Hmm. If oh. there's so much, there's so much stuff he never finished. You know, so it's okay. Take your time. <laughs> like I always say, not that I'm a good artist like you. <laughs> you can't rush art. Yeah, exactly. It has to come. Like you have to want to do it, really. Because right now, I I have more of a feeling of like forcing myself to do art, but I feel like it's not a good thing to do. So that's why I'm really taking my time. Like I'm. I'm waiting to have like this rush to want to create something and I didn't get it yet. <laughs> it'll come. Yeah, it'll come. I don't do drawings. I mean, I go I like doodle but not less, as intricate as you. But, you know, I write stories or poems, but sometimes it doesn't come and then sometimes I'll be driving and a complete poem will come to me and yeah. I'm like I'm like, okay, grab the pen now because it's going to go away. <laughs> and you know when it goes away, it's gone. Yeah, exactly. I know this feeling. I, I I started a notebook to keep my projects in them. So like when I think about something, I write it instantly. But I lost my book. So yeah. Oh, what happened? I don't know. I was looking for it yesterday and I lost it. I think I forgot it at work or something. Dude. I'm not sure. <laughs> I hope it's at work. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Uh, like I was saying before, that when inspiration hits me, it comes in full form. Like I don't have to actually do anything. Does that happen to you too as a visual artist? Yeah. Mm-hmm, me. That's exactly... Well, I guess I feel the same thing. Mm. When I like, uh, I have this rush to want to create something really... But it's been a while that, well, this year I didn't really get that rush because I was more focused on dance. That's why. Because I was, I restarted to dance this year. That's why. What do you mean restarted? Because before I used to dance and I stopped dancing in like 2000, uh, 2015 maybe. And I started dancing in at the end of 2019. So this year I really focused on dancing. Why did you stop? I stopped because there wasn't enough uh, representation for me. Like, I mean, I was uh, in the uh, competitive team mm-hmm. and I was uh, the oldest uh, in the team. So I was getting old. Oldest? So you're 22 I... and you're old? No, no, no. I mean, well, at that time, I don't know. I just felt like I was too old to dance. I don't know why. So I just stopped. And yeah, and then I realized that Oh, there's there's a dance community in Montreal and they're all older than me. <laughs> so yeah, I started dancing again. Yeah, the insecurities of an artist. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Because I used to dance in, uh, well, in the West Island. But in the West Island, it's only like, they're all younger, the mm. generation of dancers here. So when I went to Montreal, I saw that there was more, more to dance to the dance community. There was more styles and more... Uh, well, older people. <laughs> yeah, there's so, more yeah. range. Exactly. So then I realized that I was stupid to stop dancing. So, so 2020 was really a year for me to uh, get back to it. 
I'm glad that you're back, but don't call yourself stupid. It's just, you know, you thought you were too old, you know. It was legit, but I'm glad that you found your people. Thank you. I'm glad to. <laughs> <laughs> and what kind of genre of dance do you do? Like, Because for the listeners, um, oh, yeah. Freezy Gal posts these amazing videos of her dancing with her, sometimes she's by herself or her group. Can you tell us what the dance is? Yeah, so mostly I dance uh, Afro. So Afro mm. is like, uh, it's African dance, but on, I don't know how to say that in English. It's more Trade of a, c'est uh, de la musique africaine, mais pop. So it's not like traditional African dance. Oh yeah, we call that like Afro fusion. So yeah, it's a mix of, African dance and, and uh, hip-hop based and all. And so, yeah. that's what you've been dancing since you started or just recent? Uh, well, this year. This year, like for the end of 2019 and all 2020, it was Afro. Before I started dancing um, hip-hop, mm. I was a hip-hop dancer and I was uh, doing uh, competitions also. Oh, okay. And yeah. That's awesome. But right now... <laughs> yeah so i started with hip-hop now i'm doing afro and right now i'm focusing on going back to hip-hop and trying more styles to have a better diversity in my skills yeah like your videos are like my knees are hurting just watching you <laughs> i'm like these people are amazing yeah <laughs> i mean when <laughs> i was younger i kind of like tried to dance you know but I'm pretty sure you can dance. You look like someone that can dance. Maybe when I was younger, because I I was thinking of dancing. Like when I was about, I don't know, like high school, mm -hmm. I was going to try to do some b-boy. But I'm like, then I got into like music, okay, playing guitar. So I was like, okay, forget about the dancing. I'm going to focus on the guitar. But so, you know, I'm not going to be like you, like moving like water. I, I'll be like, you know, <laughs> I don't know, bamboo in the air, you know. No. <laughs> Sorry, you're so funny. Thank you. <laughs> Why bamboo in the air? Because you, you know how bamboo is, right? Like it's, it's yeah, it's, it's stiff. It's but stiff. I don't think <laughs> it moves, but it's stiff. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> I don't think so. No, I'm pretty sure you, you're fluid. Uh, yeah, it's like a leaf in the air, maybe. You're too nice. <laughs> and. So you said you do visual arts. Can you tell us about your visual arts? Yeah. Okay. So for my visual art, a lot of saturated colors, color without like any dark tones or white tones. It's really it's very bright. the base of the color. Yeah, exactly. I like to use those when I draw. Mostly when I uh, do paintings uh, for like what I like to represent is really the black community or other minorities i like to i i like like my goal with my art is really to um, normalize a different subject than the white person because i think that there's a lot of like white representation in art and not enough in uh, like the minorities and the black community so i'm trying to participate in that mm. for how i I work, it's really by, uh, like, inspirations and aesthetic. I like it. I like when it looks good to the eye. 
one thing I can say is your art is beautiful. Like I, I told Thank you, you. So one day I want to buy one of your pieces. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're like the first person that told me that. Really? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Uh, for the listeners, Lorian is a friend of my niece. That's how I met her. Mm-hmm. My niece told me that like, oh, you know, Lorian draws. I'm like, what do you mean draws? But you know how people draw. Like me, I draw, but it looks like garbage, you know? <laughs> so I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. And then she showed me your page, your Instagram page. Mm-hmm. And I said, whoa, this is not drawing. This is art. Thank you. <laughs> what was the one that I, I love? Oh, you know what my favorite one is? The girls with dripping ice cream on them. Yeah. Oh, girl, man. That's like, what? Yeah, I love them also. But I'm trying to get rid of them so I can like do a better version, like a better quality of them. Mm. If you want, I can sell it to you. It's... My wife will kill me, but I would love <laughs> to buy them. <laughs> yeah. I, well, anyways, we can talk about that after if you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. So... With your art, I think you didn't mention that like some of the images are provocative images. Oh, yeah. Well, I like when you say like provocative, you're talking about the nudity, I guess. Yeah. And the sexuality. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's very important for us in this society to normalize it also because I think that there's too many taboos on that. And I feel like sexuality shouldn't be something to hide or like, Something that should provoke, really. Oh, I love that. I'm just trying to normalize things, you know? So, like, normalize seeing other minorities in art, normalize to see, like, uh, nudity or sexuality without it being something that's supposed to, like, create an impulsion, you know? Mm -hmm. Because sexuality or nudity shouldn't be, like, something that's uh, related to sex, necessarily. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I think that in our society right now, there's really a big problem with like um, rapes and all mm-hmm. because oh, your skirt is too small. You're turning me on because of that. Blah blah. I think that's <laughs> really a problem. So I mean, if we just normalize like showing skin or just uh, sexuality and nudity, it should help also in society to normalize it. I don't know. No, it makes sense. It's... That's how I think. That's the thing. And that's what's important. However, mm-hmm. however people translate your what you think, well, that's on them, not on you. You know what I mean? Exactly. Because I got a lot of, like, not a lot. I remember someone um, DM'd me on Instagram for, like, my... Um, my drippy ladies for for these arts mm. project and he told me that oh your art is so is such um i don't know he didn't like it because he thought that i was um objectifying black mm. women but he just didn't know what was my point that's the thing that i'm trying to change like just because it's a woman and it's nudity it's not necessarily objectifying her body but anyways, that's what I'm trying to change, but it's kind of hard. <laughs> that's okay. That it's hard, it's hard to explain also to people that just see my art on Instagram. So yeah. exactly. You don't have to explain anything. Mm-hmm. Do you know Bob Dylan? Yeah. The, he, the singer? Yeah, the greatest one of the well one. He is the greatest songwriter of all time. Mm-hmm. And one 
One time he was asked, uh, what does the song means that what he wrote? And he said, I don't know. I wrote it. <laughs> that's what it, whatever you whatever you get from it. That's what you get. I just write it. I, that's not my job for it to translate. And that's what I do with my. I don't want to call it art, but for the lack of a better word. No, my it's art. your art. Yeah, it's you your know, art. That's that's how I do it. That's whatever it is. It is, you know, if you don't like it. Okay, if you like it, awesome, you know. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you don't have to explain to nobody, you know. Was he a black man, the guy that DM? No, it was a white man. <laughs> oh my god. So yeah, so oh. I was just like. So anyway, so yeah, it was really like, even though he might be right, it just really no, he he's not right because I know what I'm trying to mm. to do as a message, but. Just the fact that he thought that I was objectifying the woman really made me feel a bit like stressed because that's not the message that I'm trying to do to send. But yeah, anyways, everybody sees it as they want. So yeah. As Drake says, do you? <laughs> do you? <laughs> exactly. Oh, so since we're on the topic... I, and I know on your Instagram, you're a big supporter of black community. I mean, you post these pictures or whatever kind of art, and you're not lost with the Black Lives Matter movement. Are you glad that change is finally happening? Change? Honestly, I don't see change, you really. Don't. Okay. Well, I mean, the change that I saw was the... <laughs> was the well with Trump I mean I mean we were going to another sort of racism that mm. was kind of weird so I anyways it was kind of intense because I wasn't really used to see normalized racism okay you see like because Tr Trump didn't do anything about that he was more like accepting the fact that people were racist openly and I think it wasn't really a good... That's the only change I saw, really. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. And I saw a meme recently, since Trump is not a president right now. And mm -hmm. the meme said, okay, back to normal racism now. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's only... <laughs> so that's the only thing I saw. Because really, like, every day there's something. But with Trump, there was more than usual usual yeah yeah he provoked it mm -hmm. you know and he accepted so that was a big problem as a president also so you didn't you didn't see any change you don't believe there was a change i know there was like a Breonna taylor law or something like that that they change i feel like we have more visibility now and more people are aware of what's happening, but I don't think there's a change necessarily. I think just more people are aware now. Okay. So do you think some people are acting from guilt and not because of social responsibility? Uh, can you explain more about this question? It means, uh, you know, because it's cool to say, hey, Black Lives Matter, instead of like, oh, you know what, I'm going to do this because, yes, this is the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. Well, for sure, a lot of people will use this as uh, as something to follow a trend, you know. But at the same time, we still get more visibility for the community. Mm -hmm. Even though a lot of people are doing it just for the trend. I mean, there's still a good side to it, so... Of course, of course. Yeah. 
But um, so have you ever been a victim of racial profiling? Uh, yes, but um, well, I mean, not as much as my other friends, but mm. yes, since I'm from in the black community, but I'm lighter than my friends, some mm. of my friends, sorry. So I don't get the same kind of racism or uh, racial profiling. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I did have some. <laughs> It really depends where I go. <laughs> Can you tell us an incident? Well, I remember one time, like in primary school, though, that was uh, like really a long time ago. That's the only thing I remember really well. Um, there was this little girl, a white girl. She said, oh, it's my birthday soon. And I'm not inviting any black kids. At my <laughs> and then and then she said, but I'm only inviting Audrey because she's cool. And uh, well, Audrey was black, obviously. And okay. she was aware of the word racism. And I wasn't. So when she realized what the girl said, she said, Huh, but that's racist. And then it did a big thing at school, like wow. with the news and all. And then that's a, that's how I learned about racism. Oh, the news showed up? The TV station? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's well, nuts. it was it was like a misunderstanding, I guess, but still it's something to talk about. I mean, uh, you know, yeah. you know the news. If it's something that will create, you know eyeballs or ears towards their channel they'll yeah, exactly. pinpoint on it you know it's not a big deal i mean obviously that's not cool i'm not saying it's that's cool but come on there are more important things kind of deal you know mm -hmm. they're kids yeah the the important thing is question the parents because that girl learned that from someone exactly and that's why i'm saying that it was more of a uh, misunderstanding because the little girl was more like You know, she was innocent at that time. She of didn't course. know what she was saying. But still, that's how I learned about this term. Mm -hmm. But also, like, most most of the time, like, when there's racial profiling or racism that I feel, it's when I'm with my other friend that are darker than me. Really? What do you mean by that? I don't know, because since I'm lighter, I feel like I don't get the same kind of... Uh, Or the same intensity, mm -hmm. <laughs> more the same intensity as my darker skinned friend. And um, it's really like I really get a different kind of um, approach. Mm. Like I can be with my friends and like we can be in a situation where we're talking with the police and all. And then the police would go to me and say, Could you talk to your friends and blah 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 no. blah? Instead, oh, yeah. yeah, like instead of talking to my friends directly. Wow. Because they feel like since I'm lighter, maybe I understand more or something. I don't know. That's so weird. Yeah. Or maybe they just this is not a maybe I mean this is not a hit on your friends, but maybe they figured oh you're the more the most intelligent one and the most logical one. Even though I was in the same group, even though I was doing as much noise as, as them. That's the thing. I feel like just because I look lighter, maybe they think I'm half. Because I'm mm. I'm uh, 100% Haitian. I'm I'm black. I'm, I just look lighter. <laughs> But mm -hmm. maybe they think that I'm half Quebecois. And maybe that's why they try to talk to me as if I'm on their side. But <laughs> their side. <laughs> it's just like, it's kind of weird. And wow. Yeah. So personally, you have never really suffered through 
any racial profiling. It's more of through friends. Yeah, exactly. Well, for me personally, I could tell like the stories of my friends and they're not, uh, well, they're more intense than mine, you see? Of course, of course. And I'm pretty sure it's because I, I'm less dark than them. That's why. That's that's what you think, the, because of the color of your skin. Mm-hmm. Well, that's mostly how t- society works also. Yes, for sure. So I'm not going to pretend that I have the same problems as them. So that's why. Of course. Yeah. I mean, uh, like in Filipino culture, everyone wants to be white. They, I don't know if you know this, but they they like buy skin products to make their skin lighter. Mm-hmm. Well, also in uh, African countries and uh, in the Caribbean, also it's the same thing. They do that too. Yeah, I think it's it's like that in every colonized um, country. Mm, okay. Because the, well, I mean, the colonizer was white, and they they brainwashed everyone really. Oh yeah, for sure. The thinking that white is a is the color and blonde hair and straight hair and blah blah yeah, blah. Yeah, I agree. So it's really like that. We're brainwashed. Uh, I read about this about this. I, I don't know about other countries, but I know in Filipinos, I've read that obviously, yes, there are colon, uh, colonizers that's co- connected it to, but it's more deeper than that. It was because, you know, Philippines were close to China and Chinese people have been living with Filipinos since, I don't know, forever, right? And back in the days, this is when the emperors were emperors. Okay. If you're light-skinned back in the days, it means you're rich because you're not working in the fields. Oh, you're not working. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So if you're white... You're not in the sun. Exactly. But the funny thing is, fast forward and tanning is a cool thing to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so messed up. Like, I have a cousin, okay? She has a business that sells skin, skin whitening products. Mm-hmm. And she does so well because, you know, everybody lo- wants to make their skin lighter. And I tell her, you know, if you go to North America, there there's <laughs> a business for tanning. They want the color of our skin. Mm-hmm. That's so weird. But that's just people, you know, not being happy with themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so sad. It is sad. And that's why I love how you, you're like so proud of who you are. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways... Let's uh, since it, like you said before, my podcast is about immigration. Let's pivot a little bit towards that. Okay, is that okay? Yep, sure. Okay, you mentioned you're from Haiti. So, who came here first in Canada? Uh, my mom, my mother. She came here at uh, ten years old, I think. Okay, how? Uh, well, okay. <laughs> she lived in Haiti with her aunt. Mm-hmm. And her mom was in Canada with her brothers and all. So at 10 years old, she flew here alone <laughs> and uh, came to see her mom and live with her mom in Canada. Okay. Yeah. And then since then, she's been living in Canada. Yep, exactly. Okay. And you said you were born here? Yeah, I'm born here. Mm. Have you ever been to Haiti? No, I haven't yet. It's still on my bucket list, that's for sure. I'm going to be going someday. I hope so. Well, how about your mom? Has she ever been back? No, she she didn't go back yet. Never? Since she was 10? No, never. Do you know why? 
Well, I guess it's more about the money for now. Because mm-hmm. right now, she doesn't have family in Haiti oh. um, to go back to. It's uh, My father has family in Haiti, but my mom, not really. Hmm. I, th- I think all her family is uh, here in the America. Oh, okay. Oh, is your mom and your dad still together? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're part of the statistics of uh, the pandemic. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, you know, when people started the quarantine and all, and they get like frustrated because they see there's like all the siblings mm-hmm. all the time, while my family is like the, st- the statistic of... The people that get separated during the pandemic. No way. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. No, no, it's it's okay. <laughs> so right now you're staying with your mom or your dad? My dad. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I'm sorry to hear that, man. Like. No, don't be sorry. COVID has been uh, has been rough, I guess, huh? Yeah. <laughs> with you personally and your art. Yeah. Wow. But it's okay. Okay. And where did you get your creativity from? Uh, honestly, my whole family is really artistic. Really? So I guess, well, I remember at a young age, I was really creative. But I feel like having my mom and my dad being really supportive also helped me to like evolve and to be more um, confident yeah, so yeah, my mom and my dad are artsy also. Okay. Like my mom is really like, she likes to like make cakes and all. Mm-hmm. And my dad is a painter. My sister really, she's like crafty. So yeah. Oh, your dad paints like painting like you? Not like, well, we don't have the same style, but no, he's a painter, yeah. yeah. Okay. Does he do it professionally or just a hobby? Uh, It's a hobby for him, but I think he should be professional, but yeah. Really? It's just a hobby. Mm-hmm. He's really good. Why doesn't he try to sell it? Well, he he tries to sell it, but he doesn't. I think he doesn't promote it enough. Maybe that's the problem. Well, open an Instagram account for him. He has an Instagram, but I guess he oh, doesn't he does? know how to make it. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why he he's not having like any. Well, how old is he? My dad. I don't know. I think he's like in the fifties. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So he's old. He doesn't know how to do it. You yeah, gotta help I him need out. To help him. <laughs> it's my fault. Oopsie. <laughs> hey, listen. I'm getting there, and sometimes I need help from uh, technology too. I ask mm-hmm. young people. Yeah. Uh, just recently, you know, those uh, story on Instagram, mm-hmm. like you know, posting story. I don't know how to do that. Oh really? Look at you. Oh really? Oh, babe. <laughs> no. <laughs> But it, it's so easy. For you, it is easy because you guys are like, We're born you know, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I don't know how to do it. I've, I felt so old. Oh, what was the question? Um, so I posted a story and someone posted my story. Mm-hmm. So I said, it? yeah, okay. repost it. Okay, take it easy. Okay, I'm oh, an old man. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> so I posted it. She reposted it, as you said. So I know some people repost the repost, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know how to repost the repost. Okay. So I was like, how do you do that? And she's like, oh, you know, you just have to press these three dots over here, right? And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, just take a, a small class and I guess you'll be a professional in Instagram. 
yeah, I try to be active. You know, I, like I'm not as talented as you, and my <laughs> my I I don't even like calling it art because it's just it's a picture. You know, I take a picture. I I don't know if you follow me on Instagram, but mm -hmm. I take like nature pictures. Yeah, you know, and that's my. You don't call that art. You don't consider that as your art. I mean, I like it. It's beautiful, <laughs> but. I'm not drawing beautiful, dreepy girls. <laughs> no, the thing is in art is that you shouldn't compare your art to anyone's art. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, you have to be, like, one, confident about your art, and you shouldn't mm -hmm. compare it because everyone has his own style and his mm -hmm. own way to, to express also. I agree. Okay, so, one thing I'm going to tell you, Freezy Girl... Okay. <laughs> my confidence is 100. I'm like, my confidence is like Kobe Bryant confidence. Okay. Okay. My self-esteem, that's a bit shaky. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, I used the, the wrong word then. <laughs> you know, so I could like, yeah, I have, I make, I take, I, I know myself, I know I take beautiful pictures. I know. Right. Mm -hmm. But are they good to other people? I don't know. And I don't care anyway. And you also Thank you. Have, I appreciate like that. I'm watching your I'm looking at your your Instagram right now and you also have a concept. I see like the red bicycle in every picture. That's a really cool yeah, concept. Look at you. I love that you, you're educated. I'm not, okay? <laughs> okay, so you just do it. Like you don't really Yeah, think exactly. About it. I don't think of things. I'm I'm listen, I'm not that smart, okay? <laughs> I just do things. I'm not sophisticated like you. It's not sophisticated. It's <laughs> Anyways, I could analyze your art, uh, well, your pictures right now. I could do like a small analyze right now. Yeah, it's really cool. Thank like, you. I, mean, I appreciate that. It looks that. like your, like the bike is going places, you know? And it's mm -hmm. like the bike is, uh, I don't know how to sing that. Uh, Say it in French. C'est comme si la bicyclette, c'est la bicyclette qui voyage. C'est comme si la bicyclette est mm -hmm. le sujet. So mm, I get it. I get it. Yeah, that's the concept that I see in your pictures. It's really cool. I appreciate that because the views are really awesome. <laughs> I appreciate that. You know, on uh, that giving me a compliment for my art, mm -hmm. as you said. I'm blaming you for calling it art. Okay. It is art. <laughs> I assume. Yeah, moi je j'assume. Okay, okay. Okay, and um, you seem to be comfortable in your own skin. But did you ever suffer from double identity? Double identity. In mm -hmm. what in what uh sense really? What do you mean? So you know your heritage is Haitian, right? Mhm. Mm but you are born Canadian. Oh, okay. Yeah, I understand now. <laughs> yeah, in high school. In high school, that was the worst. Because I went to a private school and it was a private white rich kid school. So I feel like it's really at that time that I had like a double, not really a, another personality. It's just that I didn't know really. You see, because there wasn't a lot of, minorities so i had to be friends with white people and all mm -hmm. and 
like I, I wanted to match them. I wanted to fit in. So like I straightened my hair every day. I tried to look like I I tried to talk like them, you know, with the like sans québécois. But yeah, so I think in high school that was really the time that I really lost myself or didn't I didn't know who I was really. Like there wasn't really a lot of people that I could really well that looked like me, you know. Okay. I understand. And when did you figure out like, oh, you know what? I am Haitian and I'm cool. <laughs> um, I realized that really late, honestly. It's really, uh, I guess, in 2019, I'd mm. say. Because wow. even in CGEP, I was at Saint Laurent. Mm-hmm. And Saint Laurent, well, I didn't go really to be friends with anyone. I just went to study. So I didn't really socialize, really. Uh, but my sister went to Vanier, and every time I went to Vanier, well, you know, Vanier is really multicultural. Yes, I love so Vanier. I realized, yeah, Vanier is really a good vibe over there. But I realized that when I was with the Haitian people, like, I didn't know how to speak <laughs> I was there, like, I understand, but I can't speak. Even when I tried to speak, it was, like, ugly accent and all. So, yeah, all my years for of, of uh, CJEP, I really struggled with that. But it's really, I'd say it's really like 2018, 19, and 2020 that I really started to accept myself. And I feel it's because I was more outgoing with my art. I started to be more, uh, well, I don't know. I really started to focus on my art, visual art, and my dance. And that really helped my uh, self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Also, my friends right now, like, it's they're mostly like Africans and Haitians and uh, I mean like people that look like me, you know? So <laughs> it's really right now that I'm starting to be more confident about my uh, culture. That's beautiful. I'm happy for you. Well, it's sad. It's sad at the same time. <laughs> Why? Because I could have been like learning more about myself earlier, but I feel like since I went to a high school like a white high school, it's really there that it really damaged myself. No. Listen, like your picture on your Zoom here, it's a diamond. Yeah. <laughs> and to make diamonds, you need pressure. Wow. Wow. You need a- You're with your writer, huh? That's so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Why? That's so poetic. Oh, thank you. I don't know. I just stole it from someone. I'm probably someone smart. <laughs> But I appreciate that. But, you know, like you had to go through that Mm -hmm. for you to appreciate that. Yes. And be proud and be happy that you're Haitian, you're, you know, you're Haitian descent and you're African descent, you know, and be happy with that. You need to go through that. Yeah, exactly. If you didn't go through that, you'll be boring. True, 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 true. I remember when I was new here and I was trying to, like you, fit in. Mm -hmm. And most of my friends, uh, yes, I was working with Caribbean ladies. I love those Caribbean ladies, by the way. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> those ladies. And then, you know, some you know, white folks. And I tried to speak like, like an educated, like a white person, I guess, as, as you said. So I'm trying to speak like this, <laughs> like very proper, you know. And I was like, okay, I can do that. But the, my Caribbean friends are like look, uh, looking at me like I'm stupid because I'm speaking and they're like, what are you doing? 
<laughs> You're trying to speak white. <laughs> exactly you know we're not i'm not trying to be racist or anything but you know that the tone you know Mm -hmm. and then i start hanging out with this black guys from the caribbeans and they are just like thick caribbean accent and they're just cool and i was just watching them and i said man they're so confident and they're so assured of themselves and they don't care if they have an accent they just speak anyway so i said to myself screw this I'm going to revert back. I'm going to start to speak proper English, but with my accent. Yeah. <laughs> so there are some words that I in, I know how to pronounce it, quote unquote, properly, mm-hmm. but I will pronounce it like a Filipino will pronounce it. Okay, okay. So like you, I had to go through that for me to know myself, to find myself. Yeah, I guess it's really uh, it's a, a step in life. You really have to go to through it, yeah. Uh, yeah, but, Everybody uh, but goes through overall, it. I'm happy. Yes, exactly. You know, you were young. You got to forgive yourself. Mm-hmm. In any way, you have to find yourself and, you know, you have to go through that me acting wide. Man, you must be so unhappy then. Um, yeah, I guess. Well, I, I wasn't unhappy because I didn't know really. Mm-hmm how happy i could get you know mm. i'm just more happy now <laughs> i'm it's better <laughs> now i guess that's amazing okay um we're getting there we're getting really close but i want to ask you one more thing is there anything any advice that you can give a young artist like you that are struggling with their own art whatever that art is yeah what I would say is really keep doing what you do. Even though people hate, there's always going to be haters to hate on your art. But you have to keep doing what you like to do, what you love. And if you're really focusing on getting visibility, you just have to be consistent with your art and you'll get there, really. It's really through the years that you'll get recognition about your art. So you really have to keep doing what you do, keep doing what you love and all. And don't like think about changing your style or trying to follow a trend because trends are really like, a trend is a trend. It's only going to be there for like a small moment, really. So stay true to yourself, stay true to your art and just keep doing what you do. That's it, really. (laughs) That's beautiful. Thank you for that message. Uh, is there anything would you like to add or any topic that we didn't talk about? Um, well, I just like to say sorry for my English struggles. <laughs> what English struggles? I feel like I was stuttering a lot. I don't know. <laughs> you, you were amazing. Just to let everybody know I'm more French than English. And that's it. <laughs> Hey, listen, your English is way better than my French. Yeah, let's not compare. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> <But> yeah. <laughs> That's, That's amazing. So is there any topic you would you like to add or, I mean, talk about? Topics, not really. Um, well, I'd like to, yeah, I could add about my art right now. So, mm-hmm. Yes, I'm dancing right now, but right now I'm also thinking about doing some video projects. So I'm doing Mm. some editing projects and working with like cameras and all. So I've been starting to do that like this weekend. (laughs) So I hope it's going to go well. And 
So today is really the first time I'm talking about it. And mm -hmm. yeah, that's it. So I'm gonna, I hope that, I'm going to wait for those videos. <laughs> I hope that the fact that I'm talking about it is going to make me be consistent in that field. I hope so. I hope so too. Good luck on that. Thank you. <laughs> Before we close out, would you like to promote your social media or anything like that? Yes, yeah, sure. Okay, so if you like to see my art, my art uh, page is Frizigal Art. So I'll spell it F R I Z Z Y G A L underscore art. So A R T. Okay. And then there's my normal account that is just Frizigal. So F R I Z Z Y G A L. That's it. <laughs> It's so hard to spell in English. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. But uh, when I post this episode, I will connect your account too. Okay. Thank you. And again, I want to thank you for doing this podcast. I really appreciate it. And I, this was really fun, by the way. Yeah, it was really fun. You're really funny. Oh, thank actually. you. And you're, you're a really good animata. Thank you. You should be in the radio station or something. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> Let's relax. Well, you're funny. You're funny. Thank so, you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Again, thank you and have a good evening. You too. Thank you for having me. Thank you for, well, thinking about doing a project on me and our podcast. Mm. And I really hope that your podcast is going to go well. Also, that's it. Thank you for having me and have a blessed night. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Again, Lorianne, thank you for doing the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you, listeners, for listening. This Thursday, I'm releasing the second episode for the Haitian week. So tune in for that, guys. Again, this is Aaron Deliosa for An Immigrant's Life. See you guys later.